We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This thing on? See, now I'm getting mad. Because it's getting ready to be on. I want my whiskey to bite me a little bit. This is the kind of psychopath that I hang out with. I got beat up outside of a Denny's. The Rock Pile Report with Buffalo Bills season ticket holder, Drew Gear. He likes to get in his nose. Something I can't do with this podcast because I drink too much. Chris Kruger. My rollerblading blonde mohawk producer. The pettiest, hardest drinking Bills podcast. I'm an adult. I know what I'm about. So, Potter, did you ever think you would be here in the studio recording a podcast with us? I knew someday it would happen, but never knew when. <laughs> and then you guys have been doing this how many years? Eight. Eight. Eight years we've been recording a podcast. So and I'd say about three years ago, I was like, if it happens, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I'm a Batman, man, someday I'll get on, but... It's, it's funny to think about how long this has taken... And it sucks that it took this set of circumstances for it to happen. Yeah, the death of the mudlot. Guys. You know, we can have fun with this and not just do NPR and be all sad about the mudlot. Oh, no, we're going to have fun. It's just weird. I'm going to let your boy warm up first. I'm thinking, well, because Chris, I'm thinking about this. I know you're uncomfortable with human emotions, but it is kind of like losing. Like, I feel like I've lost something. Like, I don't know. I've been thinking about this over the last few days. For those of you who don't know, the mudlot that we've called home for the last decade and change of our season ticket holding lives and even before that, it's gone. Um, I I did the math. 5,344 days ago was the first time I set foot in the parking lot at 5330 Big Tree Road. Did the math. 14 years, 7 months, 2 weeks, and 5 days, which makes you feel really fucking old, doesn't it? (laughs) When you think about where you were 14 years ago. I just think of my progression of how I attempt to go to a Bills game, and it used to be get shit-faced and sober up during the game, basically. Well, here's the best part. Like, as I dive into this this cocktail that Chris made for me, which I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if you can see this. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. There's just a little bit of mint. Just a touch. Just, just just, a touch. I was thinking about it this morning when I came up with the date, and I was like, when was the first day? Oh, I remember. 
It was a late December shutout at the hands of the New England Patriots. It was 2008. Trent Edwards threw for 128 yards and two picks. We lost that game 13 to nothing. 13 to nothing on a snowy, shitty day. Just miserable day, great party, but just awful. That was by yourself. And all I could think of was that it's funny how the same way my career in that lot started is the same way it ended. Yeah, fact. <laughs> and it's just... I weird. didn't go to that game, right? That was you and That was just me other and people. Neil. Yeah, yeah. And it was weird. Because I think the first game I was at was when I met Allie. Yeah, that was Christmas. And it was a Sunday night game? No, that was Christmas. The, the, the week we met them was Christmas Eve day. Because I remember getting there. I went to work, drove down after work, got to the parking lot. You guys were raging all day, as you should be. Oh, then you might not have met her that day. It was a, in fact, I think you gave your ticket to my brother, Troy, that day. The day we first, we all met her. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't yes. with you. Yeah, I met her after you yes. knew her. And she met me with, like, literally, like, the Rolex dealer in the yeah. movies. She was just like, oh, hey, Potter, want a beer? And there was literally, like, two pockets just full of beer. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, who is this girl? I like her. Matt Castle, 6 of 8, 78 yards. It was one of the oh, most... Oh, the Matt Castle? It was one Matt of the Castle most atrocious year? football games I've ever fucking seen, and I've... It's funny when I think back to it about how angry I was leaving the stadium that day and how the last time I ever set foot in the mud lot, the game ended the same way. And it's almost fitting. And so it's with that in mind that I dive into this cocktail that Chris has prepared for me. A nice salve for my fucking wounds. If I can Cheers. get pa- Cheers. Now, you've got an old-fashioned? Yeah, Chris knows me well enough. If I can get past the greenery in this glass... Okay, so there's obvious... It smells like mint, Chris. Shocker. Yeah, you're just putting your uh, face in a bunch of mint. It's incredibly light. It's very light. Taste this. It's. I expected a little more citrus forward, and I'm surprised it's not. It's actually very balanced. I taste... Wow. Do you think there's lemon in there? What do you think that is? Definitely lemon. Lemon. Obviously mint. There's mint. I can't hit the alcohol. It's got to be a clear liquor because I can still see through the glass. Chris, what have you concocted here? Because this is, again, balance. It's stupid for all the bushes. Like, there's a fern on top of my glass. It's good, though. But this is really good. It's like a summer day. You want to drink, but you don't want to get full. Yeah. Float in the pool. Read a book if you do that. Potter, I don't know if you know this, but with my cocktail adventures that I've been on the last three years. Vodka is not a part of the liquor cabinet. If you want a full liquor cabinet full of vodka, go to Dan Freddy's. He's got got plenty of it, but not... Which no one will do. (laughs) All right. It's a uh, bourbon peach smash. What? So there's uh, muddled peaches. I said bourbon earlier. There's stuck to my Heaven Hill bottled in bond, lemon juice, simple syrup, and then garnished with mint. While Potter has an old fashioned with same Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon, cinnamon syrup, and I forget the bitters that I put in there. I've got to get this recipe. It's from a me. delicious old fashioned. I'm not going to muddle peaches, but holy shit, is this good? 
Well, then you're missing the point with the cocktail. I feel like the lightness comes from the peaches, right? Yeah. It, it, thank you, Chris. And here's the thing. Chris made me a really delicious drink. And I know he, we do this every week, but I think that he... Well, coming in, uh, to an end in like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it's all coming to an end. And then Beer Watch starts. What are you going to do? Oh, you're done pants? with the cocktails? Come Beer Watch? Yeah. What are you going to do, Fancy Pants? What? I'm going to drink beer. <laughs> yeah. Are you? Yeah. Or am I going to drink 15 because then the show won't get produced? <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Fair. I'll hold my criticisms. I don't know. It's just thinking about this. I appreciate you making this for me, dude. Like, is this I, what you drink at I the tailgates? Appreci- yeah. This is the, these are the drinks he makes at the tailgate. So every time I see nah. him walking around with like Jim Beam or nope. whatever. No, 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 no. Never no, has Jim no. Beam in a tailgate. Oh, I'm so fucking shit. Tail- Don't back him up. No, no, I fr- what are you, for- his friend? You're going to back him up? Your for rollerblading, a- spiky-haired yeah. producer? For a tailgate, you try to keep it minimal, so like an old-fashioned. I'm probably going to start doing black Manhattans at the tailgate, or regular Manhattans. Bold choice. S- something simple that is spirit-forward, no more than three ingredients is what I can bring to the tailgate, because I don't want to bring a... Yeah, backpack full of fucking liquor. And, that's a lot. And this is where we start the conversation about what the mudlot is, was, and has become. Because if you really think about it, when you and I kicked this thing off, there was no room for that at our tailgate. No. Cocktails? No. It was Wegman subs and a 30-pack. Guys, okay. Just, if we want to do this properly... I'm first going to start off with what we know about the sale of the mudlot, just so that you guys are all up to speed and you understand the particulars. I don't even know any of this. I'm interested. The mudlot has been sold to the Buffalo Bills. Now, I knew about this move months in advance. A couple people who are in the know reached out to me to be like, hey, I heard this, I heard that, I heard this. Some of them had intimate knowledge of who was buying. Like, hey, I heard it's being sold Hey, I heard it's being sold to become the new RV lot. If you think about the juxtaposition of where the current stadium is to where it's going across the street, mm-hmm. they're losing the RV lot. But the RV lot was always across the street. So it makes sense they would try to find a big fat area to pave and put it over some. It will inevitably be the RV lot. And that makes me feel, I guess, a little bit better that there is like. That it's not gone, it's just going to be different. That's right? where Food Network's going to film future episodes? Yeah, not with people that they should actually film with? Yeah. It, yeah. Those jokers that they put on TV. <laughs> Listen, I'm a homer, but like you and Iman, dude. That's Super <laughs> we Bowl. somehow no. lost out in the finals to those guys. Just so people know. And they got crushed. Just, get the fuck out of here. Dude, that's the Super Bowl spread that, that Iman put on and you. Yeah. In Iman's house, so I'm going to say Iman did it. That was... We cooked Dude, it all at my those house. Those ribs were money. Listen, I showed up. It was everything was at Iman's house. So him and Bridget get credit. Him and Bridget get credit. No, Iman <laughs> deserves all the credit. He told no, me man, most I, of what I know. I'm telling you, like you tried for years. You did good. You kept getting better, and then you met Iman and dude, like. So this is it. That's the right. evolution of what we became as a group of people over the years is incredible when you look at it, and I guess. Before we get into that, we've got to close this out. Guys, here's what happened. 
the owner, for all of you people who were like, well, I wish I knew because I could have put the money together. And don't worry, Eric, you're not the only one. There's like five people who said the same thing. I could have put the $2 million together to buy this lot. That's all he got? $2 million. Two? Here's the thing. It was listed as part of a negotiation with the team, but what you guys don't understand is it was never actually up for public sale. You're talking about the guy who already had a relationship with the team because he sold them a piece of his property before when they wanted to build the outdoor mm-hmm. practice facility. So they already knew him. He already knew them. And when the bills just came back and said, hey, we took a piece. Now we're back for the whole pie. Did they even come back or were his they like hardball was I'm going to list it on the open market for four million dollars because you're lowballing me. Well played. And this is, I I know these things under the condition of anonymity. I know that they lowballed him, and his response was to list it on Zillow. And then in return, (laughs) he ended up with what he finally agreed upon was a proper choice. What was the first offer? I have no idea. I just know that this was part of a negotiation. And in New York State, you have to, maybe everywhere, but in New York State, you have to list a property for at least one day publicly before you can sell it. So it doesn't matter. This was all formality. The deal, they already knew who they were going to sell it to. It was just how much. He could have strong-armed them for as long as he wanted, too. That's it. He could have kept parking cars on it. Oh, yeah. 60 bucks a pop. But also, you don't want to turn away $2 million. Like, it would be like, hey, Chris, if someone walked up to you and said, hey, I want to buy your backyard for $2 million, will you let us level the house that you live in and do that? Why not? Yeah, makes sense. You're ultimately not going to say no. You know you'd go for like give me another quarter, quarter. Oh, of course I would say that. You're coming to me. You're coming to me. You want this? Yeah. So if you came to me, you want this. So so with that in mind, I understand why it's gone, and I'm not sour about it. And in fact, it makes the guy's behavior a lot. You know, BB was erratic last year, and I'm not going to lie to you. He looked like hell. BB, I'm sorry. BB, I'm sorry. How old is he, though? Here's I was a- having this conversation with Lex. He's in his... I know he's probably in his, like... He's good 50s. now. 50s? Yeah, he's done now. 50s? No more working. Yeah, he retired to North yeah. Collins. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Here's what I know. Let me put my $2 million bag Last in year, I thought he was sick. Last year, I thought he might possibly be dying. And here's why I thought that. Because there were multiple times where I would show up for a game... And this is how I know that these negotiations were going on a lot longer than it got po- way before it got posted on Zillow. We show up for a game and he's out there waiting as he usually is to collect the money. And I pull up and we're waiting. Chris, you were in the truck with me. We're waiting with money in hand. And he goes, I don't know. What do you guys think? Like 30, 40, whatever. And I was like, 30 and he was like yeah 30 it was always 40 but he was like ah 30 and he just took it and we went about our way and i go that's not how you run a business you know what you're charging per car you don't let the first that bag bag was on the horizon and i think and at that point i thought to myself maybe he's dying maybe he just doesn't care and i used to see him walking the lot or like doing more like where he was just like I'd see him out milling around and I'd walk up to him and be like, hey, what are you doing, man? Is everything OK? And he goes, no, nah, I'm just checking it out. His one last walk around. the Yeah. The facility. And so here I am thinking that he's sick and maybe dying. 
no, 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 no. He already he knew every week. What we didn't know mm-hmm. is that this was going to be the last season for him to soak that in. I wish we knew that the last game was the last game. It reminds, That's the only thing the Andy, that like gets uh, me. It's the Andy Dwyer, Andy uh, Bernard, Andy Dwyer, Andy Bernard from The Office. I wish that we knew we were in the good old days. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I, I wish we knew when we were in the good old days. But it's wild. So it's wild because of the new stadium, too. Because no one knows what that's going to be like. Nope. Or what PSLs are going to cost. Or what your nope. s- tickets are going to cost. Like, the future is the great unknown. Hey, at least I ironed like, out. Was the, it the at, good old days? At least I ironed out where we're going to be. And we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Good, good. We've got to figure it out. But if we're going to do this in memoriam correctly, I think you got to go back to the beginning. And it was 2012, and we were just three, you, me, and Dan Moross. Three single guys with one tent. Five years out of college. One folding table, a cheap camping grill, and delusions of grandeur. We were what, 26? We we're like 26. Bills, we were 26 years old. We thought the Bills were going to win the Super Bowl. We were like, oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and no these one, Bills are going places. Listen, no one. <laughs> no, look, 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 look. Now that we're on the other side of it, you know that we were just reaching for straws and we knew it. But, like, you got to go into the season happy. You got to oh, yeah. go into the season with, like, with hopes and dreams. But we were just so used to Like, that's why it's fucked up that once we got good, literally every year. Like, it took me, like, three years of Josh Allen. Let's say two years after his rookie year, because who knew? But like two years, I was like, ah, we'll see what happens. Eh, we're on the up. Eh, ah. eh. Always felt like the dude from Major League. <laughs> like just the fucking guy that I'm your, I'm your fan, and I'm not going to like you until you're in a Super Bowl. Chris, hanging out with us, aren't we kind of like me, Potter, and Dan are kind of like those guys from Major League? Like those three fans. When it comes just, to the Bills, or yeah. in the seats. You, you have to be. You would be Quaid. I'd be Quaid. You would be Quaid. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I want to be Quaid. No. I want the inside out jacket. <laughs> Wild thing, you make my butt sting. <laughs> it's, it is just one of those things. Like, we started this, and a, you know, here we are a decade and change later. You can trace back through the photos, the memories, the stuff we've cultivated being there. It's like an encapsulation of where we were in our life, where we were as friends. I, mean, I think about all the friends that we made because of that lot. You were talking about Ellie earlier. I got plenty. I met Melissa, Marissa. Well, I knew Marissa. And because of Marissa, I met Melissa and Ellie mm. on Christmas. Christmas Eve game, you gave your ticket to tr- my brother Troy, I think, is how that all worked out. That was before seasons, though, right? No, that was like we had them. Oh. And we went... And I took my brother, and it was Dan, and it was there. Because I remember my brother went home, and then you, me, and Dan. Oh, your brother told your mom. She's like, they're at. Oh, no. I was at that game. You were at that game. It was a different game. So you took them, and that was the first time we met Melissa and Allie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then. You just run into them? No, Marissa knew and told them to come tailgate with us. And I was like, oh, shit, these girls are amazing. And then they took over for her. We kicked her ass out oh, of the family yeah. from a friend group, and then we became good friends with Melissa and Allie Be to nice. this day. She's probably listening. Who gives a shit? <laughs> L- listen, <laughs> Marissa stunk. She always did. Uh, <laughs> she is listening. It'll be funny. I mean, if she is listening, her baby daddy sucked. <laughs> His name was James, and that's <laughs> fucking disgraceful. 
Anyway. The whole thing. Sorry, Marissa. Here's what's funny. We're there. We meet them on the same day that my little brother comes to his first Bill's tailgate ever in the mud lot. He was like, what, like 15? Nah, let's, for the, for the, for legal purposes, let's just say he was 21. <laughs> and so. My bad. We give him some, you know, we're all having fun and he decides that like halftime, he's going to go to like the third quarter. We're just stomping the shit out of the Broncos and we scored like two touch, two defensive touchdowns within like four minutes. And we just routed these guys. It was a great game. We're boozing. We go back to my place, order a pizza, and we hang out for two hours. To s- and I took a nap, then showered and went home for Christmas dinner or like Christmas Eve thing at my parents' compound with all the relatives and everything. And when I get there, they go, oh, yeah, Troy, Troy's been here telling us all about how wild you guys are and how each you, James and Dan, each drank a 30-pack. Well, that yeah, was, was like, listen, you're not supposed to tell people. That was that. a little exaggeration, but I'm not going to lie. If we crushed one and a half between the three of us, it's probably a true story. And that's what he said. He goes, they each drank almost a case. We used to go ham. And that's, but that was like out of college drinking. Like we were in our prime. So you think about where we started, right? Like we meet Jason Beatty from up north. Great dude, and I'm super happy you, that him and his wife are having a, a kid. There's a picture from that Broncos game. I know. Of everybody. Yes. There's like 20 people. Malachi was there. I met Iman and Bridget at a tailgate. Just tailgating. I met Iman and Bridget. They've gone on to become not just tailgate friends, but actual friends to business partners and basically extended family. I don't even remember meeting them. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's just because of just my condition at that. I think Iman wandered over from the grass lot to the mud lot to help Drew with wings. Yeah, and he brought his turkey fat sprayer. Yep. And then, I'll never forget that. Okay, and, so I do remember meeting Iman. And then, I remember the turkey fat sprayer more than meeting Iman. <laughs> and it just became a thing. And we realized, like, you think about where we were in the beginning. We're here talking about how embarrassing our tailgates used to be. They Dance, weren't, though. Look, look, they were fun. Dan's tiny SUV at the crack ass of dawn, leaving... Oh, yeah, one we both of, had cars. You leave, didn't even have a truck yet. Leaving one of my various shitty apartments. Chris, I don't know if you know this, but I lived in a assortment of shitty apartments. And I only yet, know where the podcast started. Yeah. So, so this was the thing. These guys would come to one of my apartments, wherever it was, either stay the night or pick me up in the morning, where I would have most of the equipment. We would load everything into Dan's truck that morning. And when I say truck, I mean tiny SUV. Hatchback. Whatever the fuck that was. And we would go out to there. And I mean, th- this was debauchery. Th- there was no function. There was no form. It was boxed wine funnels. Which is going to get drunk. And jello shots. Barely cooked burgers. I remember I ate a burger that was like half raw. And I still ate it because I was hammered. And mm-hmm. I was like, I just need something. So yeah. I can go into this game. Five more <laughs> minutes can't happen. I need this burger right now. Like, cold sub trays. We used to eat cold sub trays at our tailgate. Dan and I would roll out the cheap Coleman pop-up pop-up grill and try to cook burgers while we were standing there like Popeye because we've each had like half a case of Labatt and we're just one-eyeing this operation. This is by like 10.30 in the morning. 10.30, 10.45. I will say though, we've always burgers. gotten there at the crack ass of dawn. Yes, always. always showed up. And that's why driving to Buffalo pisses me off any other time except for Bill's games. Because I forget that I drive here at four o'clock in the fucking morning. 
And there's so, no one on the road. And I feel like we've cultivated a lot of experiences in that parking lot. This was, it reminds me of that Kenny Chesney song, and fuck you for all the people who think, oh, there are country music. There's a song by Kenny Chesney, and it is hacky, but I love it. It's called Where I Grew Up. And it's just, here's this thing, and ever, but that's not where I grew up. Here's the moment that kind of forced me to, like, this was a piece of me. You could see these moments throughout the, like, I got to live a lot of those in that parking lot. We grew um, up in that. that we did. Like year by year. I don't know. It's like you were Let's talking talk about this. You, you were talking last episode or a couple episodes ago about you, you're you over fantasy football. Yep. You're over it. I'm over it. You know why? Because I didn't get the first fucking draft pick this year. And I tanked that shit and went 2-14 and 14 or whatever the fuck it was. And then I won the toilet bowl. And then I won the toilet like, <laughs> Dude, my team didn't, win, didn't lose a fucking game in the playoffs. And now I have the seventh pick. Fuck you. Anyway. Anyway. Here's no, you grow up like you just don't. There's certain things that matter and certain things that don't. And like when the Bills sucked and we were young, you were just trying to do the college thing. It was a college weekend. This was it. We were recreating Every, what college. And was then eventually, for. like you grew up a little bit, and then Dan grew up a little bit. And then, I want to talk about some of the highlights. Of our tailgate days in the mud lot. First of all, you catching fire literally every time you got Chris. Once a season. It. Chris, you watched it. You watched oh, it yeah. happen one year. Yeah, but Chris is the watcher. <laughs> he is the watcher. So like he's like, what does Potter do around hot flame in the winter? He stands too close with his ass to the fire with his seven layers on, and he eventually catches fire, but can't tell until he smells it. And you called it out. Somehow. Yeah. Somehow. Over however many years we, we when we started incorporating heaters, which we'll talk, but like I said, I the evolution, those the evolution of our tailgate when we went from just being freezing cold trash in a parking lot. Like I can I can distinctly remember a day where you guys showed up to my apartment. I was hung over his balls. You we got in the truck. We loaded everything. You guys are wearing Carhartts and snowsuits and I'm wearing jeans with sweatpants under them, a jersey with a hoodie. And it's 10 degrees outside. And as we packed the truck, me and Dan were like, he's fucked. And so we got to the <laughs> lot and I proceeded to drink like some guy walked up and traded us a, 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 like a like a fifth of American honey whiskey for beers. Yeah. And I drank that whole thing before the game. Sure, like, that's why you don't remember it. I just I was it. like, I was freezing, but I was like, this will warm me up. <laughs> you remember in Oswego? That was the logic. Remember in Oswego, they used to tell us. <laughs> If you feel warm after the bars, you're not. You're not You're just warm. drunk. <laughs> Don't die in a snowbank. Or did you not last that long there? I didn't last that uh, long. Shit. Oh, you didn't. You had the spring semester, you <laughs> fuck. You son of a bitch. Or no, you had the fall semester. Whatever. However that works. Near-death experiences that became friendship builders. <laughs> now, I want to talk about this. Now, I'm going to do so classy. Hey, listen. He knows. Here's here's what I saw, guys. We're out there in the mud lot. We're doing the, the again the college weekend thing because again it's no longer about the football game because the football that you're gonna go watch is trash. We're out there, and a girl taps me on the shoulder and says, "Hey, your friend might need some help." And I watch a friend about to aspirate on his own vomit, and it was it was like a geyser. But it was one of those From things. Where, well, but that whole situation is where life gets real. It's where, like, oh, hey, we're having fun. It's all just fun and games and a bunch of grab ass out here. No, until it's not. until it's not, someone's safety is actually in jeopardy. And then it takes two people to really like, like you and I took control of that. No situation. No one was going to that game. 
And between the three of us. But that was the moment where I realized, for my part, that you guys weren't just my coaster. It's too sticky, my guy. You guys weren't just my buddies. That came from Drew. You do like the Jim Kelly card on it, though. You guys weren't just my friends. Like that situation proved it out in action. The way we handled it, because we didn't talk about it in the moment. We just went into action. Even now, what it would be the be same handled. thing for a when Super Bowl. The, when the EMTs showed up, we were like, "Listen, hey, bud, here's how you handle We weren't this. good friends. Those EMTs would have taken his ass. And that's my point. And <laughs> like, so you got then, five minutes. What's and your then when it's over, number. What's your birthday? What's your name? And then when it's <laughs> when it ends. And the threat's gone, and everybody's safe, and everyone's going, guys, we got to get into... And you and I both handed away our tickets together, and we're like, hey, we, we don't want to go. We were like, go sell... We gave them to the girls. Sell them. Go sell them if you can. And and your four-minute walk into the stadium, so what the fuck? No one's selling these tickets. <laughs> and it was that moment that I knew that you and Dan were two guys that, like, it's, it's like, that's the moment that proves that you're not just friends. Yeah. Like you're you're more. I needed than to just be there friends. to make sure he was okay. You needed to be there to make sure he was okay. We both trusted each other to make sure he was okay. But at the end of the day, no, like it no didn't one was leaving. The game didn't matter. We and that was the day also, that I realized what the mudlot had created. Before we keep going with this, he rebounded like a champion. No, he did. Yeah, he, he did. He, he Joey Diaz. Oh yeah. <laughs> he, he All it took was the threat of an ambulance coming, and he figured it out. But ten minutes later, that motherfucker was like, but "What are we this doing?" Is, but the, my favorite. He's like, "Why aren't again, you at the game?" <laughs> and this is the thing. Like, I get a little missy when I think about it. That was the day that I recognized the fact that you and Dan, like, if I didn't already know up by that point in my life the mud lot was the place where it solidified that you guys mattered more to me than most things you got a bills like, podcast i don't care about it <laughs> like, fuck no, the no. Bills. but most people but most people know me as a person who doesn't care about no, anything but like most people i cared about that, you guys in that situation you'd be like oh he's got it fuck it i'm going to the game mm-hmm. and i was like i'm staying with dan and you were like i'm staying with dan it and I was like, well, then what? what it was literally just a fucking shootout. What that parking lot created. Sorry, Dan. Like it, Hopefully it, it was cultivated in that parking lot was more than just a friendship. It was like a brotherhood. Mm. And I love that. I also love just like these memories of just like parties we threw. See, but you have a different idea of it because I lived with both of you assholes. Yeah. So like I'm responsible for both of you. <laughs> He's quietly providing Overwatch while me and Dan think we're in charge. Yeah. <laughs> How many times have I been like, Drew, hey, just fucking stop it. <laughs> Chill out. And then you met Larissa, and I literally had the conversation with her, and I was like, he is now yours. <laughs> He's now yours. Good hey, luck. That was part of my best man speech to your wife. I oh. go, look. I go, I'm, I'm happy that someone else gets to help me watch him. Yeah. Also. I fucking love you, dude. He talked for like seven minutes. Yep. Dan's speech, once upon a time. Inside joke, hilarious, glad he said. 45 seconds. But, like, went through, like, quick, quick recap, and, like, he's in and out. In and out. Bing, bang. 60-second speech, seven-minute speech. Yay or nay? To the point where It's a 60-second speech. A seven-minute speech, I would have asked you to leave. I almost (laughs) wish I invited Chris, just so he'd have been like, shut the fuck up, from the back of the room with the vendor table, like, with my photographer and everybody else. See, and this, like, the the relationships that we have and the way we are with each other, I think was, like, we left college and we could have just been like everybody else who has college friends. You've got a college buddy. I got buddy. plenty of college friends. You don't I got have you the and Dan friends and that you built. And I think 
that parking lot helped us kind of come together over the yeah. years and the Sundays well, and all the ups no, and downs. No, but like it kept us together. Yeah. So like, like, think our, about, like think even the, now, dude, like we like we talk, we have conversation, whatever. You don't answer text messages because <laughs> you're an asshole. <laughs> so I just stop fucking sending you things. But it's like the bills it was like every six months. Even if I don't like the off seasons, the off season seems like a long time. And like I don't even see Dan really. And he lives way close. He lives 20 minutes from me. You live yep. an hour and 20. And I don't see Dan very often, but he's got the kid thing going, and he keeps knocking one out every couple of years. So. Dude, that guy. Is he having another? Get yeah, man. He's got four kids. This guy's got four All boys. All boys. He's like an NFL quarterback just shooting rockets. He's Phillip Rivers. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of Dan, do you remember what happened here? Oh, my God. Remember the time Dan passed out in the truck, and then by the time he came to, we were coming back to the truck? At halftime? At halftime, because it was the Nathan Peterman, I threw I threw four more interception games. Oh, yeah. And, and he was like, oh, I was just about to come in. Yeah. We were like, don't bother. No, don't fucking don't bother. Do we're fucking leaving. Don't do it. <laughs> Dude, there's Chris, so many what, what's games. What's the date of this? Chris, what's the date of this game? Oh, uh, it's forever ago. Sunday, November 4th. 2018. 2018. The Bears game when, when, when Josh was still out and we had to play the Bears. Who the fuck was the Bears quarterback? Did it matter? Yeah. When who you did throw this five to, picks? Who, how did this... Mitch, Mitch Trubisky? Yeah. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, look at that second quarter. Uh, Eddie Jackson fumble return. You gotta give me a minute. We both <laughs> Leonard just Floyd, 19-yard Leonard Floyd, who's now on our team, yep. had, a, had an interception return. Dude, he's low-key. Like, watch this dude flourish, right? Chris, can you go grab us a bottle of your worst whiskey? Yeah. Can you go grab a bottle of whiskey just so my something. wife gets mad at me? Just yeah, something. I can do that. Just something. So so here's what I want to turn to. True, it happened. Like, how about this? As we kind of pivot into the broader conversation and we incorporate Chris into this, because Chris eventually joined the fold. Chris doesn't want to get us whiskey because he had to crawl into the camera. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> it's like we're all way too big to do he, that shit. He won't know that. He just because he can't hear us. No. We're whispering. It's hilarious that he just crawled on the floor out of the room. How it's much amazing. does he listen to? All of it, right? Fuck. The gold bar. What is this? this so his, his girlfriend buys whiskey just based on bottle shape and size. Alone. I like it. So this is gold bar whiskey. Pour yourself some. I'll pour myself some next. So proof. as we move show. on with the Mudlot Disjointed Podcast. How do I break there? I don't know. Like, that's the thing. Like, over time... This podcast can be five hours long. One of my favorite things in, to happen in that lot was that we we finally learned how to tailgate. For me, one of the biggest stumbling blocks was this concept that, like, I can do this. Like, I personally understand what it is to make other people feel comfortable. And what it took was that 2017 Blizzard game that you Damn, bailed on. A pretty good job, huh? That you bailed on. Cheers. No, I'm saying like I could feel there wasn't a lot left. All right, look so, at you. Yeah, as the host, I had to give you the. Uh, <laughs> well, I appreciate the that. extra nip. As the guy that only has to drive ten minutes home, actually so, eleven. Sorry, it was eleven minutes on my GPS. Eleven minutes. When I realized that, made a so awful decision. I show up the morning of the Colts Bills Blizzard game. Potter's already tapped out. He's given his ticket to Dan's wife. They decide they're not showing up until 11 o'clock. Oh, the, the game that I woke up in bed cold. Yep. It was that cold out. Yep. I woke up cold. And I was like, not going. <laughs> not going. And I grabbed my phone with one arm off my bed, like the top of my like 
whatever it is. Head frame, headboard, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I just texted Dan and you, I think, and was like, just give up my ticket. I ain't coming. <laughs> and that did. was when I lived in Batavia. It was only 40 minutes. You did text me for that game and said, Would, this is the year before I had seasons. You want my ticket. And he, Drew said, you want a ticket to tomorrow's game? And I knew how bad it was going to snow. <laughs> so I was like, no. No. Go no. fuck yourself. No. That's how I felt. I was like, My whole thing was, I don't want to drive back in this shit. So it's always the worst part of any Sunday. So here I am. It's six thirty in the morning, and my the truck is packed. I'm ready to go, and there's no one meeting me there. It's the first time in years since we've been tailgating the mud lot that there's nobody. There was a Dallas game I went to that nobody met me there. Yep, I made you go with uh, Nolan and uh, your cousin. Yeah, I went with my cousins. So they showed up late. It wasn't a blizzard. I get there, and Larissa goes, why are you doing this? And I go, because there are going to be people who need this. It's not about me. It's not about my ego. I know that this is going to be important to someone today. You were like, I have to go shirtless because today is the day. So I go in there, and there's people in RVs laughing at me as I'm trying to set up a pop-up tent in fucking 40-mile-an-hour winds. Oh, that was the one that blew all the way across the parking lot? And I, <laughs> but I, I had to go get it from the tree line twice. You know how far away that fucking tree line is? At least 70 yards. So I went and from fished where we it out of the fucking tree line and finally got it staked down. Got the walls tarped. Got heaters going. Got tables up. Got grills hot. This is when we were OG, though. Like, you knew what you were doing. And this is 2017 where I'm like, all right, I've been doing this for five years. I know what I'm doing. How many years till it got good? But this was it. This was the start because it became the... F- this was the pivot. But that wasn't the start, though. Nah, but it, for me it was. Because it became this idea of, if I don't do this, there's a lot of people who are going to be wandering around out in this parking lot who are just looking for... There's people with campers. There's people who, like, most people like you didn't come. You're like, people need me. But it's one of those things where I know there's going to be... Not just people need me, but people need somebody. Somebody has to show up who has the attitude of, come one, come all. Yeah, oh yeah. I don't give a fuck who so you was are. I don't care what you want to be. Of and our that current was the birth of what we have now. Because we just made you eat shit in the snowstorm. Yeah, you guys made me and go out there. Everyone that showed alone. up, you were like, "Who's?" They're like, "Who's here?" And you're like, "This is just all me." That's it. Well, no, they, they were like, and everyone was like, "Thank you, sir." No, but there were strangers. For everything, all your warmth. But and there your were tents. strangers walking around who were just like. I bought this ticket six months ago. I didn't yeah, know it was going to be a shit show. I didn't know it was going to be a disaster. Welcome to Buffalo in January, you Get dickhead. in the fucking tent. Yeah. Get inside. Stand next to the heater and don't set yourself on fire. It was a 14 by 14 pop-up tent. There was easily 35 to 40 people crammed under this thing with two heaters running. I'm so happy I wasn't there. It was one of those days that I'll never forget just because I had to like, I kept going outside just to like create more room for other people because in my mind... It was like, it wasn't about me anymore. It was about this, not even party. It was about this thing that's providing comfort to other people. Yeah. You became dad. And then when it was over, I was like, you know what? There's probably a lot of people looking for a spot like that. There's probably a lot of people who wish they had a place to go where they were just welcomed and where they didn't have to know anybody. How many friends do you have? Or like my buddy, Kevin, that you know, he's come to how many games year after year now? Doherty. His wife drops him off at the road, and he walks in with a 30 rack or a 12 or whatever the fuck. (laughs) I tell him not to bring anything. I'm like, fuck you. Don't bring things. I've known you since high school, bro. Like, just show up and fucking have fun, get drunk. But, like, that's. 
That was us, though, before. Until you have seasons, if you go to a game, two games, if you live around Buffalo, maybe you go to a few, but at that point, you're wasting money. You might as well just buy seasons, at least at this current stadium Mm -hmm. and the window you had when we sucked. But, like, there's a lot of people that just show up with Wegman subs or whatever bullshit sub you got. Well, my thing was... A 12-pack. That's cool. Whatever you you have. No, Because what we're doing is we're building something But we're here every week. We're here every week, and that's where it started. You're here every week. Our tent will be in this spot. Yep. Come find us. Come You're find welcome. Us. I'm not going to remember your name, and, and that's fine. if you need anything, we're here. Yeah. I'm here if you need anything. People show up like, oh, I didn't bring anything. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You want a beer? Do you want some steak that's going to taste better than a steakhouse you go to? That's how we... <laughs> like, well, that's the thing. That's how the evolution of this thing started. Did you guys have, like, aioli like that. that you throw on top? And of, I'll like, never forget, leaving that game, shit, I, I stayed until the very <laughs> end when LaShawn McCoy broke into the open. It was just me and the usher. We were the only people in the entire section. And I hugged him, and we screamed, and we yelled, and we fucking flipped What's his out. his name? Don't know. Tony? It wasn't Tony. Tony was wasn't already gone. Tony? Tony was already gone. When he left? Tony was already gone. He was down in the lower levels. Trying to break up fights, because that was when we weren't good. It was just it was just <laughs> me and one lone usher. You need Tony on the podcast. I'll listen. I'll Dude, go. you need fucking Tony. But so this is how, if like that day was everything coming out and shoveling my truck out and driving it back from the mud lot like that was everything we grew up in that parking lot and this tailgate grew up and it started to touch people and affect people it affected chris chris decided that his first game that he was going to go to and bring his ex-wife was the browns game where you and me you got brought into, her to got into our first yeah. fight i wasn't there got into our me first physical altercation me and you Oh yeah! Remember? When I was drunk and I put you in a rear naked choke, you 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 were you were trying and I had time to take I my didn't glasses off. Listen, <laughs> listen, you I know had time to take my glasses sh- off no, and hand. It this, to is like, this, this is how this went. All right, happening. this is how this went. I was like, this is a great idea. I'm just gonna fuck with him and I'm gonna put him in a rear naked because I've been watching way too much UFC and we both talk about fighting and what. Fuck it. I'm going to do it, right? It's going to be funny. Nothing bad's going to happen. So when I got you in one and knew that, like, like I got it on you and your weight went to, like, your shoulders. <laughs> you which, felt it immediately. Which, like, like, oh, no. Let's be real. I've never put anybody in a rear naked <laughs> choke before. I wasn't about to choke my best friend out either. You but choked me Drew, out in Being the psycho that gets beat up by people was, what? Said you choked me out in Poinciana. Well, that was hilarious. Yeah. I choked you out? Yep. It was one of the, we'll, we'll tell that story in a second. No, I didn't. You finish your story. Yeah, oh, you I beat him to death in the corner of your little bar area. Yeah, I you, wasn't going to choke you out. Yeah, that's, you, you I went I vividly the, remember being yeah. like, this is the moment I beat yeah. the shit out of you. And then I didn't. No. No, you did. You, you, you did. Yeah, you got uh, no. your hands around my neck. And then we went from the entry point behind the bar to that back area. Yeah, where the cool yeah, alley yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I brought him to the back alley, baby. <laughs> Deep waters. <laughs> the funniest thing about that is we walk in and he looks at Potter and goes, hey, what's up, fat ass? What's up, fat boy? And, his, and the look on his face was, and I just shrugged. I was like, well, fight him then. I don't know. If you don't like it, slap him. <laughs> Drew's like, also, I have to go Chris for has pizza. To learn. I gotta go get pizza. <laughs> Chris has to learn. So in the middle of this football game, I'm watching the TV and a You said something else, up. though. Something happens behind me and yeah. I feel, I'm in a bar stool and I turn uh, around to my own bar and I see Chris in a full Nelson getting dragged to the floor and I just go, well, the, the, he's 
sometimes. But that was the moment you weren't. You, listen, I'm no fucking. Some, sometimes you gotta race him. Sometimes you gotta full Nelson. Again. I'm wearing a fucking bullshit Diggs Authentics jersey with no Bills logo on so it. Let's that be real. Day, I'm not you, a fighter. But but Chris saw you try to take me to the ground in the scuffle that happened afterwards. Wasn't it a Browns game? Yep. That's my point. Boy, your boy that used to fight in a cage yep. was like, oh, me and my boys would have beat the fuck out of your friend. And I was like, as he should have. <laughs> But here's the deal. I wasn't going to choke you unconscious. Like, and we both knew it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was the first time you'd ever tried. But then you were like, I switched my hips. That's how I flipped over and I'd have smashed you. And I was like, bro, I'd have choked you out if I wanted to. But I came up to you like a bitch and I just (laughs) threw you in it. Unbeknownst to you. In the mud lot, you decide that was the day you decided I've had enough of this guy's shit. I'm taking a swing. No, and not at all. I just thought it was funny. How what fucking I love is that Chris young and saw dumb this. can you be? Now, what I love is that Chris saw this. I don't remember that because Mario I, I was not. Is it Mario? I was no. too. Not Mario. I was too pissed off because <laughs> I'd never been to a game with you, and I specifically bought tickets <laughs> directly behind off. you, and you left at halftime. Yep. Oh, that's a Drew move. Yeah, we both left at halftime. Me yeah, and yeah. Potter, and we had to make up in the parking lot afterwards, and we were like, "Wow, <sighs> sorry, I was a dickhead earlier." You know, sorry, Bill's you game is the biggest. The mudlot was the place. What, no, but like, I always apologize. What do you? To each no, other. but like I don't even know what you call it. But like the Bills game where you you went nuts. Even Dan, a didn't, bunch. Even Dan didn't like you. No, no you threw his shit into your front yard yes. like an ex-girlfriend. We had his shit. Fights. His cooler. The only his fights me like come get your shit, dude. We're at Seven Eleven. We're at Seven Eleven around the corner in the parking lot from your old house on Pinciana, whatever. The fuck mm-hmm. it's called. Yeah, we were around the corner. It was like what? Not even a quarter mile. Just around the corner. Yep. And you're like, tell Dan to come get his shit. And I'm like, well, we're both too drunk to drive home in a fucking 7-Eleven parking lot. Sure. Let's go get your cooler and let's see what happened. And we pull up and it's a disaster. And I'm just like, I didn't even know you had that much shit. He's like, neither did I. Hilarious. Our fights and our friendship were like kind of forged in that. But we never fought as roommates. Two years of college. All the college shit got put aside, and we became better friends because of our time spent in that parking lot. That's this the is the game guys that, and girls, though. And this then, is the game that you left at halftime. Yeah. Uh, hey, the Cleveland Browns, 3 nothing at halftime, and I remember screaming at the top of my lungs, the Browns. You won't do this to me again! I will not sit through another 6-3 loss. I will shoot... I'll shoot... I well, because we always had, had some 30 things. beers back at the car that you're like, fuck it, I'll just crush these before and we And then leave. the Bills scored 26 points in the second half. I'll tell you this. So I say it's a good thing. Do I you left. remember the Vikings game? And we're not talking yep. about the mudlot. we got to get back to the mudlot. But the Vikings game, you, Where and, I left. you and Dan left. And then um, and there was uh, a whole roll of hot-ass girls, like six rows back Didn't care. No, no, no. They didn't matter at the time. You dickheads left. So did everybody else. So and I was they like, came down? And I was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to stay in my Watkins jersey because I think he's going to be a superstar. I think it was his second year in the league, maybe. I had to be the second year. Yeah, and was he it? scores the game-winning touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Scored the game-winning touchdown. The whole crowd goes wild. There's like nine hot chicks all around me, and we're all high-fiving. Like, we've been talking the whole game. Like, I am king shit of this row because I'm the only dude that stayed. Drew might have left because Ed Hockley was though. refing that game. Ed Hockley was refing that game. Oh, you would have so, thought we were really good. So this is it, guys. Lost. So from where we started, we grew as people. The tailgate grew. Because we built something to be proud of there. Three dummies turned into six and then eight. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now we might get anywhere on a given tailgate Sunday. What, 40? Dude. 60? I got messages from Ben Baker. I got messages from Jason Beatty. Yeah. Like, oh, how's the honeymoon? How's the wedding? I'm like, I got people that, like, I see you fucking once a year. Ben, I see, like, every game, pretty much. Pretty sure they got seasons. But, like, I see you once a week for, like, eight weeks. But Over the course of three months. and But yeah. that place fostered relationships. It fostered growing yeah. experiences. It fostered everything it, that... We, it, you know what it fosters is, hey, I like this guy. I can have a beer with him. Yeah. And at that point, like, as a dude, that's all you need. I mean, food and... Over the evolution of our tailgate, food and comfort got to be the focus because the, the games finally got fun enough to remember. Now we got Mark Smith bringing Mark the comfort. Smith. The funny thing he's is, he's bringing portable Chris, bonfires. Chris, Mark, tell me, Mark doesn't get drunker than most people at our tailgate. Just, he gets, he, he, get, he gets sneaky drunk. He's sneaky yeah, drunk. he's sneaky, sneaky. He blacks out, and no one knows it. No, like you, <laughs> you can say, dude. So, like Frank, my one of my groomsmen, you know Frank. Dude can get blackout. And he will pour you the greatest cocktail at two in the morning you've ever had. And he just wait, he's shooting from the hip. And he'll talk to you, and you're just like, oh my God, like, how are you not fucked up? Oh no, he is. And then the it's next the Joey day, Diaz. he's like, he's- I don't remember anything past X moment. And you're like, dude, that was at like 7 30. <laughs> but like, you're a warrior. That's, that's what Mark Smith, Mark Smith joining the tailgate was like. Mark Smith and Iman were the th- dynamic we needed, along with, like, Chris bringing his fucking. A lawyer and an Iranian? <laughs> I mean, listen, having a lawyer is not a bad thing. Having a lawyer on your side is not a I've used thing. Mark Smith twice because he has an Esquire on his signature in an email. I mean, the, and the, he is not afraid to just throw darts at people. When you watch the evolution of us trying to cook on one shitty red Coleman camping grill to what we do now, what has it been like for you to watch that happen? It's been delicious. <laughs> Um, your barbecue used to make me throw up. Chris, too. You, too? I don't like ribs. I don't care what you don't like, but, like, you'd eat it and you'd no, throw up. I ruined up. ribs no, for him. I would never, I'll Dude, never have ribs again. I threw up on my lap driving home from <laughs> Mike's diaper party. Mm-hmm. The same party that I knocked the brush into the toilet. Yep. And then I brushed my hair with it when someone called me out on it outside. Fucking hilarious. I forgot I did that. That might have been booze. Until someone was like, hey, you know the seat was all wet because of the splashdown, and that's why 
you got the I don't know why I'm telling people this. Dude, you, thank God you only have like a thousand listeners. <laughs> Half of them are overseas. <laughs> like so this is the thing. Like when you watched how it grew and the direction it grew in, that had to feel good, right? Like all of a sudden you yeah, see people man. coming and hanging out and enjoy Well, I'm not gonna lie, like don't between, know, I've never it said this. Became a to you. destination. Between me and you, man, it be it started like a me, you, and Dan thing, which was awesome. Because like three musketeers, college type, yeah. like we were a team. Like everybody's good if we're all around. Like nothing, yeah. nothing's gonna happen. And then me and Dan living in Rochester, like it's just a, a separation. So then it became like, I, it's, honestly, it became a you thing. I love the shit out of it, but like I have nothing to do with anything that happens. I bring meatball subs, and then you yell at me because you're like, you didn't fucking put them on the grill? I'm like, I didn't fucking know it was time to eat. I, I show up you- and I drink. I'm just like, here's the food I brought. But that was almost when the tailgate started to become a thing was when Ali started bringing the meatball subs. <laughs> right. No, dead ass. Yeah. It was like, Ali this is, it, and this Ali is was like, better than a Wegman. Game up. This is better than a Wegman sub. My game up. Yeah, this is better than a, yeah, she's a cook. Well, she's, yeah. a, she's a baker. Yep. Most delicious desserts you've ever had. Uh, but yeah, she started bringing the meatball subs like pre-cooked and you just throw them on the grill in the tinfoil. And we were all like, this is the best. Just and, finger foods, but it's a whole sub. And you eventually saw the evolution of what now we're doing. Now there's, Me, inter- you, Dan, now, now Steve there's people Jensen coming in from other countries. Cooking wings. Steve, it will always... Like, I thought about that today while I was taking a shower. The, I thought, the last I thought about, time I saw Steve Jensen was, was at the, the Bills game. He was in the mud line. Me and you. Both Steve, of us. Guys, a friend of ours from college, he just died. He had a lot of health issues. Big, giant dude, bigger heart, and just, he showed up one random Sunday. And without was like, get, without getting into it, he was the, what was he like 27? When we, we were like were 18. Freshmen. And he, he, he'd, he'd been he, through some shit. And he got to college. He was a college freshman at the same time we were. At yeah, 27. twenty. He's twenty seven, so he's he's walking into parties with thirty racks and like let's rage. And he was the first person. Like <laughs> I've been fighting in high school. He was the first person to really ever just really beat me up. <laughs> oh, he beat you up prison style. He beat me he up like it wasn't up. Chris. It was like, like I don't even know how to classify this. In a chimes meeting. Remember how we talked about... At a newspaper meeting. You listened to the last episode. newspaper guy. I blew him a kiss, and he just stood up and goes, okay, you don't get to do that. We got to go outside and fight now. (laughs) You don't get to do that. And not to be one-upped, I was like, all right, fine, I'll go out and fight you. Fat Drew with his I didn't understand that at six foot four, 320 pounds, Steve Jensen was going to fuck me up. And he did. Picked you up like a child. But he did it respectfully. Yeah. Because even though he busted my lip open... He still let me pick myself up and was just like, clean yourself up and come inside. Listen, he almost dusted you off. Yeah. I wasn't was there for like, it, but he was like, listen. He was very respectful. I knew him. exactly how this was going to go, and, and I'm just going to allow you. And we that guy ever And the last time I got to see him alive was in the mud lot. He Same. showed up one random, uh, random Sunday. Dan brought He him. goes, I've got lamb. Dan move. I'll grill. I'll do this stuff. And that was the first time I got this idea in my head that, oh, we can do high-end shit out here in a parking lot. The picture of me, you, him, and Dan, awesome. I love it. It's I love that some that, one of the three of us post it every year it comes up on the memories. Cause that that's this parking lot was more than just a place. It was like all of these moments in our lives, you, me, Dan, Chris, like Chris to a lesser extent because he doesn't care about anything. No. <laughs> but you, me, 
Dan, like our lives were kind of triangulated around this thing that mm-hmm. we were all doing together and after college, one place. post college, the mudlot is our spot. And we grew up there. We we met friends. We lost friends. Mm-hmm. We fought each other. We got to understand each other better in this place. And then I think about all the people who crossed our path, like the small percentage of listeners who were able to see and touch that. But Jake and his wife, Jake and his wife are great. They still send us Christmas cookies. And I love them. Like, they send you cookies. Cookies. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Where are they from? Vince. Who's Jake? V- Lackawanna Vince is You know our, all these people. I One of our oldest probably. listeners. I mean, guys, in terms of years you've been listening, I'm not being an ageist. Calm down. That's right, Vince. You calm down. Well, he is old, right? Vince gets <laughs> Vince gets mad. No, no, it's just they're old. <laughs> uh, so it's not it's not that they're old. Hugo, who's been on this podcast, oh, he's going to bag your wife if you let him keep coming to these games. Hugo, oh yeah, oh for sure, he's going to steal my wife. She's got your two kids. <laughs> like T- what the T- fuck, Terry? Two guys who have been on this podcast and will all, like they're international fans of the Bills. Love Terry. Fans of this podcast who f- I, I'd like to say their first real tailgate experiences got to happen in the mud lot. They're the ones from England, right? Yeah, they brought warm beers. Dude, oh, that's like no, no. And they put them in my cooler. Yeah. And I had no idea that I took like eight English beers home that were in like the Fancy fucking bottle. crazy pop tops. Yep. Like, you trust us that we. But they Pop drink this top. They drink this beer. beer at room temperature in England. Yeah, so I think Which that was weird. chemically designed to be drank that way, and it's delicious. I'm not gonna lie. So the cooler that I brought them home in, it had a lot of ice in it, so it was good for like, I want to say like half a week. So when I realized the beers were in there, because I was like, oh, I gotta take those fucking. It was the same the meatball sub day mm-hmm. when we didn't cook any of them. Yep. And I was like, I gotta throw these meatballs. Well, it was the steak day. Yeah. So I opened <laughs> up the meatball sub. Yeah. So the steak trumped the meat or trumped the meatballs. Opened up the cooler and I was like, oh shit. So I started drinking them. But then I was I wasn't bringing them inside like a smart person. Putting them in the fridge. Like I was just letting them sit in the fucking busted cooler in the funny garage. thing. They don't need them. No, it was delicious though. And then I think about like Bob Everly, Trevor Maloney, Lauren Partham. I don't know any of these people. Sorry, Jason guys. Jason Ditro, Mark the Chef. Mark, like, Mark makes me laugh now that I know what I... Like, Mark, you're hilarious. I love you. Like, we have our Mark. I love that Jason has his Mark. Does Jason's Mark have a K? J- yes, he's yeah. Mark with a K. Normal. And Normal Mark. I love that he's, like, Chef Mark. He went from cooking bacon on the ground to, like, a full spread. Like, like he buries it? Quick. No, he was literally just cooking over a little camp and grill on the oh. ground. It was hilarious. He buries it? How like, fast like they committed to the tailgate game and just watching them work. Everybody who has gotten to touch this thing, I'm happy that we've had those experiences and that we've gotten to know you. Can't leave guys. out Pat Cleary, who beat you Honest? in a race. Oh, I was I was leaving Pat Cleary out specifically because of that. Were you, like you don't get to, you, you don't get to you, beat you ran against. Yeah, it did yeah. not go well. In fucking jeans and boots. <laughs> fucking jeans and boots, you idiot. Listen, I'll run against. You the used to be like two, three hundred and fifty pounds. I still run like I'm three hundred and fifty. I know. I pr- see the videos. Here's the funny thing from softball. If Pat Cleary, th- that video was climactic because 
he stumbled early. If he gets a clean burst, oh, he beats me. Dusted. <laughs> Dusted. I'm a, I'm, I'm a big man. I, I remember watching it being like, oh, Drew's going to pull a hammy. You know what? Now that you say that, you do a lot of dumb shit. <laughs> I already knew that, but like, I don't know if it was on the podcast or not. I don't think it was. You almost <sighs> died at my bachelor party. Oh, yeah. Like, no, you literally, like, I'm not even fucking around, almost <laughs> died. To the point where, like, I feel bad that I was too hammered at Mark's house when Jack fell down the well. That hurts my heart as his godfather. I'm like, I should have been there for him. Fuck me. Whiskey. But anyway, bachelor party. Drew's like, I can swim across this channel. Not just channel. It's Keuka Lake. Yeah, Keuka Lake. Like, now, mind you, all morning long we've been watching whitecaps on the water, and there's boats that are struggling with their motors to push back against the stream. Also, I don't know how much you grew up on the lake, but me, I'm like, listen, when you get into the middle of that bitch, like, you're going to get pulled. <laughs> you're going to get pulled, man. And you're not a fucking Diaz UFC brother that can swim triathlons to Alcatraz. Yeah, you don't think so? No, no, you didn't. You didn't. Because I remember, I've I've pulled the people that told okay. you it was a bad idea. So, There's so, more than one. So now the thing is, I'm out there. <laughs> so I'm out there. I'm just killing it at cornhole. I ain't paying attention to my best friend. I'm like, fuck them, let them go. But this is it. Am I here? Yeah, because you have so a son. What are we, this because is, you have children. But so this is, you dear legged it. Oh, cr- criminal mentality. Listen, what? it's a good what? place to be able it to put yourself. Ha- what? The bad thing didn't happen, so no, what's wrong? No, it didn't. So what's wrong? But if Larissa... Listen, I'm not trying to pull, like, listen, I'm married now, so I can't even pull that shit anymore. If Larissa was there, she'd have been so fucking mad at you when you got back on... She'd have oh, beat sure. The, she'd have beat the death out of you on that deck. So, and so would any lady. But I digress. Anyway... Uh, speed up the end of us moving out of this house. There's like 19 life jackets and some basket that we never Oh, saw. yeah. There was a life jacket. I was like, oh, they what's in this thing? There's I wouldn't probably, have worn one. There's probably toys. So here's the you question. You probably would want farther, though. You'd want like 19 houses down instead of like five. Here's the real question. Anyway, sorry. What <laughs> has this all... Like, you've gotten to watch me almost die. I've watched people almost die. Like, we've done this thing. I always thought you'd end up killing me. <laughs> Not you, but, like, I'd get stabbed. Inadvertently. Yeah, like, I'd get stabbed in some alleyway because of you. Well, I almost made the joke during your best man speech at your wedding about you how, well, you know, I'm like, all the trouble he's been in, I caused most of that. Eh, uh, that eh, so would have done a little bit better in school. That lot has meant a lot to each of us. Chris, we'll start with you, since you've been quiet for so long. What has being a part of the mud lot The mud lot is... Outside of the Christmas Eve Bronco game with Tim Tebow, because yeah. you had to go see Christ. I mean, he was here the day before Christmas, so that was the only game I did not tailgate in the mud lot. Literally says crushable it, locker. Yeah, it's crushable. Sorry. It wasn't good because there was nothing to the tailgate except... A trunk and some beers, but, you know, it's... We can't leave out JP. Remember JP? No. I got stories in the chain. Do you remember JP? No. The ticket rep that was like... Oh, yeah! Ticket JP. rep was like... Because oh, I called yeah. him and I was like, you got... Your phone's down for that. You oh, got yeah, tickets in the... In 200? 
No. Not the JP. No. No, you're not that getting fucking guy. I can I get I can JP. put you in seats elsewhere, but 200 you ain't getting it. And then like two seasons later you call me like yeah, I got like a new ticket rep, and apparently the seat next to us has been available for like three years. <laughs> we said that though, yeah, because we're like these fuckers always alternate. It's never the same people. Yeah, so fuck that guy. So fuck. He's JP. not our ticket rep now, is he? No, he doesn't work there anymore because he's a fucktard. <laughs> he's a fucking. You're legally allowed to he's say like that. He's like the assistant to the regional manager. He's a piece other, of shit. Damn, JP. JP held you back from football. Now, Potter. If you just want to try to say what it meant to you to be a part of this over the years. I don't know. I don't even know how to say. There's a hard way to. Like, it's All right, hard good. To no, but it's, it's just. It's true. You cut me off. No, you're just like, I don't even know what to say. All right. Well, let's move on. Well, <laughs> I'll figure it out in this blip second that I had to think about it. Got put on the spot, Chris. Dickhead. Um, See, now you know. What listen, I want to man, like. Every week. You forget how long we've been in this parking lot, and you forget how long we've been. Like, our first year, we moved spots, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of, a little bit. We were just parking. When did we find our opening. spot? It was the first year. It was like the end of the yeah. first year, and we parked in the spot toward the entrance that towards you would the, walk to the field towards house. the old guys. Yeah, but the old guys were next to it. Had I've, been there yeah, for forever. That was their spot. So we... Parked up there a week, two weeks, whatever. We say hi to these dudes, these old guys. I was thinking, always beat us no, there. Thinking about it on the not at the end of not at the end of times. We had them last couple point. seasons. Well, and that's my point. They got old enough. They had to. They ain't getting up. There. They passed the torch. They kind of did. So you continue inadvertently. Yeah. So so you continue. I don't even know their names. No, and you matter. know what I love that I don't know their fucking names. It's it's, a, it's like any good barfly. They would show up. Hey, and it's like any good barfly. We'd, sh- I don't, we'd save their spot. Do you know spot? how many drinking buddies that I had over the years? No, they're the guy at that spot. I never knew the name. No. I just knew I liked having a beer with <coughs> you talking about sports. The we guy had, that always we, wore the tight under armor at good times. And I feel like this is, I think this is before Chris. <laughs> and Chris also got a job and he couldn't come to games ever. Did you ever come to a full season? Yeah. Once? Twice? Twice. Twice. It's not a bad record for as many years as you have seasons. But anyway, we had the the dude that made spaghetti and the deaf guy that yep. was he was a he was deaf. Not you that it know matters. That we now know him. Throwing it out there though. His, his, hey, he's talking about a sports rock's brother. Yeah, but he's wearing every week wears a Patriots jersey. He's got yep. a name. When we Ryan fucking Sullivan. hate Ryan? the Patriots and we're like fuck that guy, and then one day we talk to him and we're like, oh, he couldn't hear us. No, <laughs> he just never heard us. And then he was like, do you guys like spaghetti and meatballs? I have a lot left over. Here you go, and gave us a pan. And then me and Drew went back to one of his shitty apartments and ate the fuck out of spaghetti meatballs. And it was like, this is why you're inclusive. But I was like, I like you. I want to be a part of this community. I don't not like anybody. Whatever's going on in this parking lot, I want to be a part of. I don't not like anybody in that parking lot until you give me a reason to not like you. So here's what I'll say. And then we'll steal your taco dip. Well, that in your guy. container and your. I scooper. love that you and me got to have that experience of breaking fuck that, guy that down guy. and then. Stealing I'll never shit. forget that day. We stole his shit. That girl probably has such a horrible life now. I hope she she picked it. I know, but I hope she picked it. I hope she did better. I hope that day she was like some dickhead was beating, like getting handsy with his girlfriend, and Potter and I didn't like it. And at the same time, we left the game early. He was giving us free beers mid game, and he left to go find more cigarettes. Left us with his taco dip and his keg, so we filled up more beers. We took his taco dip. 
and his chips. And just fucking rode away. Yeah. Every time I cook in that Pyrex dish. Yeah, you I still got laugh. it. You still I laugh. got it. My wife goes, I hate that you enjoy that you wrecked this guy's day. I go, fuck no, that fuck guy. him. He's lucky we didn't beat We his didn't ass. wreck anything. All he did was lose his taco dip in his Pyrex container. There's probably his fucking mom. We could have just, we could have just tag team beat him up. Yeah. Like, we could have just beat him up. And instead, what we did for him being as big of a piece of shit as he was, was just stole his taco dip. and his, Oh, and I took his burger flipper because I didn't want him to be able to... Yeah, with the Bills logo <laughs> in it. Before they were everywhere. I go, I'm just Before they were everywhere, this dude had a... I don't even want it. Yeah. I just want it. I don't even want it. I just want him to not have it. Yeah. Today, while he's out here. I just want you to show up and be like, fuck. <laughs> this is what I know, guys. If we're going to close this thing out, because we've been rambling, and thank God you've been listening. Jesus Christ, it's over already? Yep. Stories for days. First of all, to the future... We will be parking in what's known as Doc's lot. It's a chiropractor's office's lot right next to Hammer's lot. How big is it? It's big enough, big enough to party. It's walking right across the street to the stadium lot. It's it's is it a shorter walk. It's prime park? real estate. No shit. It's prime real estate. It'll there's be better whole, when that new stadium opens. And there's a whole system involved with being like getting to park there. There's a lot involved. So, guys, if you're interested in coming to games or if you know you're going to be coming to a game and you want to tailgate with us and park in that lot with us, and like if you're not the person who wants to park down the street and walk to where we are, whatever, get a hold of us at Rock Paul Report on Twitter. Fine. Reach out. I'll give you my phone number. I don't give a shit. There's a handful of people who have my number from over the years. We can structure this, but... We're turning a new page, and in doing so, I think things look bright. I like the setup of this thing. I like the layout. I like the structure of how you get into the lot. It's it's a lot, but I think that there is a future out there for us. We and get so there I'm early, happy, too. So. Exactly, and so I'm happy about that. I'm happy to know that this will continue and that the tailgate that we've been putting on and that what we've experienced and what we've just spent an hour articulating will continue. And we can also hand those experiences down to other people. You know, like Josh Rinkin from New Jersey who drives in with his buddy and it's like he, we only get five minutes together at the end of a tailgate to actually talk. But I love those moments because I get to talk to people who just love to be here at this thing that we're doing. I got to say something, too, before you cut this off. The shot bus. The shot bus died. The shot bus died before the lot died. And it was a thing where, like, when Lex started coming to games, I yeah. was like, oh, there's a shot bus. And then the year she started coming, it was gone. You could feel it And he told you for years. He's like, turn. I won't do this no more. Yeah, and you could feel it start to turn. Well, they reached it, and it finally ended. What I will say is this. Nothing will ever replace the feel. Like, I've, I've gone on record and said during this podcast that me going to that lot and like the act of tailgating was like church for me. It was this place where I could go and that we get there. You get there early and it's quiet and the stadium's all lit up and you just get to, and then slowly you get to watch the, you get to watch this kind of fill up and <laughs> you get to watch the, I don't know. You get to watch people filter in and, you get to watch it start to 
take shape in a tailgate breakout, and then a party breakout, and then a parking lot full of tailgates and parties breakout. And I used to just, once a day, sit on the cab of my truck and watch all of that and just think to myself, I'm incredibly lucky that I get to have this. That I got to see the stadium like this. There's so many people who would kill for this here. The emotions I would have driving into this. My wife, and it's something that in the closure of this lot I'll have forever. She didn't know this at the time. She didn't know how important this would be for the rest of my life. She framed during the COVID year, Chris, when we couldn't tailgate. Yeah. She framed... All of the like early morning shots I had taken from the truck of the stadium all lit up where I'm always just like rise and shine, Bills fans. You know, we're out here. Come find us or at least have a good day, whatever. We're enjoying this. She made a collage of them and framed it. And it's like I see that in my living room now when I walk past it. And I think to myself, I'm blessed. I must be blessed because I got to have that moment. I got to take that photo. I got to have that moment of serenity. I got to have that day with my friends. I got to have that day, regardless of what the Bills did. The mudlot housed this experience, and I got to have that. And so thank you to everybody who ever showed up to a tailgate that we threw in the mudlot. Like, I'm happy that you got to experience that. And for those of you who couldn't, I hope that we're at least doing it justice now in explaining it. But for tonight, we got to get the hell out of here. I'm Drew Gear. That's Chris Krueger. That's James Potter. And this has been your Rock Pile Report. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.